And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better. Into the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, as we're in the book of Acts... As the story is carrying on, at the same time, there's this guy named Saul. He hated the church. Why did he hate the church? The church challenged everything he studied, trained for, and believed for, kind of like the secular world. So he went after the people of God with eagerness. He was so filled with contempt for the way followers that he threatened them with every breath. This was a man breathing, drinking, and eating with the attitude of destroy the church. Sadly, that same spirit is alive and well in many people in our country and in the world. Next, he went after the followers of the way, whether men or women. This is proof proof positive. There was no disrespect for women by many religious leaders. On the contrary, they were equally hated along with the men. So there. It also shows that the hatred of authentic Christians runs past any form of societal definition. If a person loved Jesus and the family of believers, Paul was an Equal opportunity, prosecutor and persecutor. Didn't matter. And finally, a bright light beamed down on him, which is the real Star Trek. He fell on the ground and heard the Lord. This almost sounds like an alien encounter. Oh, oh wait. It was for Saul. Then something happened that doesn't often get enough attention. Saul, a future vessel for advancing the kingdom of God, engaged in a conversation with Jesus. Jesus said something. Saul said something. Then Jesus said something. We call that a conversation. Hey, can I get an amen? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show. Now that's that's the earth-shattering stuff right there. 
you call us, that's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, 972-445-0770, something happens that is just incredible. You'll end up talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. You know what that's like? That's like rain. <laughs> and it's about time. And then you will fly. I just love that. <laughs> It's so fantastic. Okay, uh, bottom line here is if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, we want you to have that opportunity to engage with us. That's a very important part of this. A, a part of this show is fellowship. I know it's insane. It's like, how do you have fellowship on a radio show? I don't know how the Lord pulled it all together, but we'll just give him the credit. We get to hear about one another. We get to pray for one another. We get to rejoice with one another. We get to cry with one another. We get to support one another. It's fun. It's great. It's awesome. It's what the Christian life ought to be. We're not dropping in denominational requirements. The requirement is that you understand that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, that he died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again. He is coming again, and it's important for us to understand we have one heavenly father. We are blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we drink of one Holy Spirit. That's like, yep, there you go. In fact, the church is told to keep the unity, not find the unity in the faith, just in case you ever wondered about that. That is a, a kind of a, 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 a little bit of a theological error on the church's side. We're supposed to keep the unity. I, I wrote one piece to one of my professors. Now I get to say this stuff and nobody can say anything because it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. And I said to him, it doesn't matter what people say, the unity is in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the unity really cannot be destroyed. It can only be muddied. Just <laughs> like, yeah, well, if it's in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wowza. Right? All right. All right. Do we have somebody calling in? To... Okay. Fantastic. We have somebody who wants to do an update on something. Then, so I am just going to have uh, Gabriel send her on through. It's one of our favorite people in the world. Knock, knock. It, this, is this Joanne? Yes, Dr. David. Oh. I, I'm so glad I get to give you an update. Thank you. Oh, it's our privilege to hear. What's going on? What's happening? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you and thank the audience for just wonderfully praying for our friend Travis and Melissa. And the Lord is working so wonderfully. I will say the surgery was delayed till 1230 a.m. this morning. Uh, it went all night and... One thing they were trying to do, because this is a second uh, transplant of the liver, the first one had uh, an issue with the blood flow. And don't we know from Scripture that the life of the body is in the blood? Yes, <laughs> amen. That, that is so important. So they actually are having to finish up the surgery on Saturday. He is intubated. He's in ICU. Um, and he's got so many people praying for him. But I want to share a couple of quick things about how the Holy Spirit works. Um, first of all, I woke up spontaneously at 1230 a.m., and it was like the Lord wanted me to get up and pray for Travis. Wow. So I didn't even know that the surgery had been delayed to that point. Um, the other thing is, 
um, a couple weeks ago when Melissa had called to ask me to pray about Travis, you know, getting the approval for the being back on the transplant, retransplant list. I said, um, Melissa, let me just share something with you. I just opened the Bible, and I came to Lamentations 3, 57 and 58. And this is what it said. It says, You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. Oh, Lord, you took up my case. You redeemed my life. So I, I don't know why. I mean, it just was so wonderful that that happened to fit her situation. She started quoting it immediately. Melissa knows scripture so well. She's the kind of person when you're in the grocery store or wherever, she'll just start praying for people and she will know the scripture just flows from her. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. And we who are in her prayer group, we're just almost envious because <laughs> wow. of how, how well she knows her Bible. But those beautiful verses um, in Lamentations three fifty seven and 58 will fit a lot of circumstances out there. So anyway, um, thank you all for praying for Travis, and uh, we believe for great things. And uh, we just love this format where we can share our heart and our praises. So, Dr. David, thank you, and we, we will let you get on with your teaching. It is so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, let's pray for Travis and, and Melissa, just real quickly. Even though we've prayed okay. for him before, let's do it again. So let's just— uh, Great. And then I, I just want to say excellent job on you being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, waking up at 1230 saying, pray, 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 pray. It's like, okay, 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 okay. I think the Lord <laughs> does that a lot more to us than we think, and we just don't recognize it's the Lord. We we think it's thundering out, and it's like, no, no, that's the, that's— <laughs> That's the Lord. Yeah. That's the Lord. So let's pray thank for you. Travis and Melissa real fast for the spray. Father, we come okay. before you right now. We thank you for a wonderful report. And we know it's a long way to go. And there's a lot of stuff uh, that still has to happen and all has to happen in the right way. And we are blessed that Melissa is somebody that knows your word and is able to share that in a big part of uh, prayer groups and a big part of blessing people. And we are blessed that her and Travis have a strong faith. And we are asking on their behalf. Even though, Lord, you love them and we know you love them, we're also brothers and sisters and we're just knock, knock, knocking on the door and saying, Lord, yeah, please, whatever that prayer is, whatever that request is, whatever that need is, whatever that supply is, please bring that to them beyond a worthiness issue because nobody's worthy, Lord. You're just that good. And that's what we're praying for, that you would bless them because of you and because of how kind you are. We thank you for Joanne. Thank you for Cordelia. Great sisters. Privileged to know them. We ask you to bless them for the rest of their day as well and all they encounter in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank amen. you, David. Now, Take teach it. on. All right. All right. God Love bless. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, what a great thing. See, now, this is what I'm talking about. This is part of it. So, we, and, you know, I did get to do a pretty good teaching, and I'm, there's no way I'm going to miss this teaching because we're going to be talking about Saul. And it's amazing. Even I think I was looking at it today going, oh, this one's good. You know, I mean, sometimes you look at the text, you just love it. And so we're going to get into that. And gosh, I just so you guys know, I love doing this. I love teaching, but then coordinating, talking about this prayer thing and then being a part of it. And it's just so cool. It's like the greatest thing ever. 
may the Lord multiply it a thousandfold. But the idea behind this is one thing I want you to pick up on is Joanne uh, just being uh, awakened. And it's and I know it sounds like it's goofy and people are, people will say, well, the brain registers kind of like a clock and so on and so forth. I don't have any d- denial of that. I don't have any problem with that. But I don't have any problem saying, yeah, but then the Lord could also poke the person and say, wake up. He did it to Peter. Be like, well, that was Peter. I know, but it's in the book so we can see it. And sometimes the Lord will wake you up, arouse you. Do you give something, bring something? We just talked about this yesterday. Sometimes you'll be driving down the road and somebody comes in your mind you haven't thought of in 10 years. That happened to me just yesterday. And I just immediately went to prayer. I don't know what else to do with it. And people are like, well, it's just random. It's just random memories. Well, good. So what's wrong with praying with random memories? What's wrong with that? Nothing. That's a good idea, not a bad idea, right? And then you're trying to be honorable before the Lord. All right, we are going to take a break and come back, but but you better get ready because what's coming? Oh, boy, I feel sorry for you. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot for all the ways that you have cared. You must love me more than I understand. And I want to tell Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? What's happening is the churches and uh, educators and our government and everybody is too concerned about being politically correct. And what's happened is the walls have fallen down and we need to rebuild them and we need to build them back. And the only way we can do that is with God's people taking a stand. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I will say, especially in regards to the political correctness, it's just man's attempt to establish their own righteousness apart from God. And that's why it has so much confusion attached to it that nobody can figure out what's going on because it goes all over the place. Well, the the only hope for America is, is not the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Uh, our hope, my hope, is in God and His people taking a stand uh, this coming uh, election season. And uh, let's get men and women in office. And again, I'm not telling people to vote for, but we need to take a stand for God's truth and His righteousness. Yeah, that's fa- fantastic. I just want to thank you and extend a thank you to you for taking the time to come on the show, sharing with us, giving us that perspective. I appreciate it, and it was a privilege and an honor for me to have you on the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. God bless. All right. God bless you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pastor Franklin Graham. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, 
you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. And if you can't outside, you'll have to face a penalty. As with Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I got like 15 things I want to try and share. This is going to be kind of bizarre. Okay, first of all, we're going to do a trivia question. Then I'm going to even update from another prayer we have because uh, Aunt Deb just gave me an update. Okay, so we got that rolling and that rolling. The other thing I want to say, though, real quickly is I know you guys just heard that Phil from uh, from uh, Franklin Graham. What's amazing about that Phil, I'm just going to tell you right now, we call them fills, those little spots that go in between the, the, the segments. Uh, what's amazing about that is that it is timeless in the capacity that that same fill applies today as equally as the day that it was recorded. Isn't that bizarre? It's like, yeah, that just keep, just keep playing that. That works <laughs> because we just know it's just like, oh, that's accurate. That's good. Okay. All right. Now the trivia question, what was the name of Mordecai's cousin who he brought up? So let me do this real quickly. So I got to give it a little, um, a Yiddish fling there. So hold on. What was the name of Mordecai's cousin who he brought up? That's the trivia question. I always hope to give you a little bit there. And then uh, additionally, by the way, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I just got an up-a-date. It's kind of like an update, but it's got an extra uh in it uh, from Aunt Deb regarding uh, the baby that we prayed for yesterday. So we prayed for this baby that was in the emergency room and then the, the baby was born uh, breached backwards and they were really concerned and a little ICU problem little there. And it's going to be a couple days before the baby comes home, but the baby's fine and coming home. They need to do observation for seven days. Like, so that's good. So that's another prayer answered. And I know people will go, well, uh, I don't know. Listen, I didn't know what Joy was going to share. I just knew she wanted to share something. I didn't know that Deb was going to share that. And I find it amazing that at the beginning of the show, we said, how many prayers does God answer for us that we forget? And we just prayed yesterday and there's two answers today. It's like, hello. So let's, you know, I mean, somebody somewhere, I know the Lord is, but we need to do this too. We need to record answers to prayers in our lives. I mean, if you do one thing well, it would be that. Take a Word doc or a piece of paper and a pen and write down, prayed this, blah, 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 answered here, blah, 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 and date it. That would take all of a 30 seconds. That's just a great idea to do, okay? All right. Trivia question back to that. I still got to get to this teaching, so I'm going to have to delay on the comedy. I might have to delay on the comedy. We'll see. What was the name of Mordecai's cousin whom he brought up? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. 
or send an email david at he must increase.org. Okay. Because we've been rolling so fast, I've decided, nope, I am going to do these jokes. <laughs> just, I'm going to do it. Uh, they're very fast and very simple. Okay. All right. The second one is better. The first one, I, I'll let you know if I need to buzz it. I got to read it. All right. Uh, the long journey was finally over. Noah set down the ramp and proceeded to usher the animals off two by two. Each time a pair left the ark, he would say the same thing. God bless you. Now go forth and multiply. It was quite a job. He finally got the ark emptied, or so he thought, until he came across a pair of snakes coiled up in the corner. Well, what are you two waiting for? He asked. God bless you. Now go forth and multiply. That's the problem, said one of the snakes. We're adders. See, see, we're adders. That's not bad. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this one, this one's going to get a clap. I'm just telling you now. A lady was trying to impress those at a party. My family's ancestry is very old, she boasted. It dates back to the days of King James. Then turning to a lady sitting quietly in the corner, she asked, condescendingly, how old is your family, my dear? Well, came back the woman with quite a smile. I can't really say. All our family records were lost in the flood. <laughs> See? Uh-huh. Lost in the flood. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> to the text, lost in the flood. See, that's how old. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath. He was eager to destroy the Lord's followers, so he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking their cooperation in the arrest of the followers, or of any of the followers, of the way that he might find there. He wanted to bring them back, both men and women, Back to Jerusalem in chains. Okay? Okay. The conversion of Paul is so important in the framework of Scripture that Luke, just so you guys can know this, lists this three times in his in the book of Acts. It's three separate stories, right? So the scripture says Saul was uttering threats with every breath. He he hated the Lord's followers. And as I mentioned before, the one of the reasons he hated them is because this was a challenge to everything he studied in, he trained for, he believed in as a Pharisee. Remember, he was under the feet of Gamal. He was a, 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 a avid student, so to speak. So he went to the high priest and you're thinking, well, why would he go to the high priest if he's trying to put people in jail? Because the high priest had authority over all of the Jewish people And Rome, listen to this, would honor the request from the high priest for any extradition of any Jewish person. So when he went to Damascus, it was about 150 miles away, probably about a six-day journey or so. And so this is on the road to the high priest to get uh, extradition papers from the high priest for anybody he caught going along the way. So you can know and you should understand this. 
This will not be that different in the future if the Lord tarries. There will be extraditions for people who are following the way. It's already printed out in Scripture. You should be aware of it. Many people are like, well, I don't know if I can handle that. I sure hope that, that the Lord comes and takes us first in a pre-tribulation rapture. Me too. Okay? Just so you can know. I do too. However, if that doesn't happen, that doesn't mean we're going to quit on our faith. And so if that's the case, then we pray the Lord gives us strength to endure, okay? It's not about running away. It's about standing firm in the faith is kind of the mentality. Doesn't mean the Lord won't provide an escape. Of course he'll provide an escape, but he may ask us to go through more than we anticipate, uh, in, and that is a big part of the process. Now, we do have somebody that's calling in on our trivia question. Is that correct? And we're going to send them through. And don't worry, there's tons of teaching to do and tons of radio to do. So let's go ahead and send them on through so we can do the trivia question. Fire them, fire them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? I'm doing fine. I'm I'm always listening and listening to all the great people you have on there and uh, the joy and the and the ups and downs. But we uh, just got to keep ourselves level in the spirit and uh, continue to move forward. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's really cool that we've had two nice responses or testimonies that we've had even from yesterday's prayer time, which is like, that's cool. I'm just like, all right. I love it. I love it. Love it when the Lord's working. Amen. Amen. We need more prayer warriors. That's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. And we're going to pray for you before we hang up. So, all right, here's here's what I want to do. I want you to give me this one. I know, no, no, you're going to know this. What was the name of Mordecai's cousin whom he brought up? You're talking about Esther? Yes, sir! Also, her name is Hadassah. So for those that are trying to figure it out, so she, she did have two names technically. But yes, that is correct. Esther, Esther chapter 2, verse 7. That is correct, Amundo. Excellent job there, my brother. I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> and then I want to pray for you, okay? Because you're my buddy, and I want the Lord to bless you, and I want the Lord to heal you, and I want the Lord to give you lots of energy, Okay. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's Amen. pray it. Let's pray it. Father, we come before you right now. Lord, there's nobody like you. You are so awesome. You are so loving. Amen. You you sustain us. You keep us going. You give us breath after breath. We deserve none of it. And we acknowledge Amen. that before you. But we ask you to bring your healing power, your healing balm right onto our brother Ace and bring healing into his bones and healing into his body and healing into his cells. And let the, all the things that are trying to bring him down, all that negative and all that evil and all that dark and even sin, sinful resulted disease, let it be defeated in the name of Jesus and let him find Amen. favor, grace and healing. By your power, by the blood of Jesus Christ, because, Lord, your word teaches us by his stripes we are healed. Bring healing into Ace's life, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate your prayers. All right, brother. uh, I'm spot with uh, the right words at the right time. That's good. All right. We thank you for being there, and uh, we'll uh, continue to support you, of course. Uh, So, uh, anyway, you're my... Jewish brother, and I don't have too many Jewish brothers, so I'm glad you're there. My privilege to be your brother, okay? Okay. Okay. Gabriel doing a good job, too, so we, we keep Gabriel moving on forward to help you out that store at the station. And uh, bless all those that are part of the family. I, I love them all. Amen. I wish there was more. Too, so. Anyway, 
uh, hang in there and we'll chat with you down the road. Thank you, brother. Uh, God bless you. Thank you too. Bye bye. Great job. All right, another excellent call. We'll take our break and come back uh, so that you know that, and we're going to deal with Saul. There's so much cool stuff here. You're going to be amazed. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? And God's it's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, 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 I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding dong, time's up. And I say, I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready, always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff and there's a kingdom being built to glorify God and there's all the opposing kingdoms and it's a pretty straightforward question which kingdom are you trying to support that's the question and if you say well I'm not supporting any kingdom then you are opposed to the kingdom of God because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's, it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for, you're either for in Luke 9, 49 and 50. You're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is no neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions, do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We love KAAM. It's our home. I love this. Like I, I can, can't tell you, but when I'm in the studio, so Gabriel can testify to this. It's it's like this is like a starship, like like a captain's thing. <laughs> It's really cool. All right. Anyway, that's right. I'm living the dream. Uh, here's your trivia question. What is the name of the Old Testament Bible character who produced leprosy by sticking his hand inside his cloak? Huh. Wow. That's a unique one. Uh, who produced uh, leprosy by sticking his hand inside his cloak? Uh, there you go. I could give you more on that, but I'm going to let's see. Let's see what people can come up with. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We'll send you up to the website here. A couple of things to remind you about. If you go to the website or if you send me an email and ask for a prayer request, we pray for you every time. Every time. So you never, it's never not get done. So when somebody sent me an email last night, prayed for that person right then and there, okay? And for their situation and for their friend, because that was the situation. Number two, don't forget to be an ambassador for the show. You don't have to be brilliant at it. Just share if you think somebody be blessed by it. Hey, we're trying to grow it. And the reason we want to grow it, we want to expand the ministry. That's part of it. And then the third thing is the money because we need money to help expand the ministry. So there's that part of it is a specific part of it. And then we'll just ask you to go to the website. And what we'll do is we'll make sure. So Gabriel's on the phone. So you got I got to help him coordinate. He's good. Go to the website. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is such a short sound. <laughs> it's just like, that is like, that's like going to this. And here's the sound, Dave. Okay, done. It's like, <laughs> that was it? Okay, I'll do something about that. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Fire away! <laughs> knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Cordelia. Hi, David. Hi, Cordelia. How are you doing? It's so nice for you to call. Oh, Cordelia is such a sweetie pie. It's unbelievable. She's the one that brought Joy in into the fold. She is the right. she's the one. That's right. She's just like, I know what's going on. Great job. I love you so much. All right. All right. So you ready for this one? Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. What's the name of the Bible character who got leprosy by sticking his hand inside a cloak? It's Moses. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> Thank you. Yes, excellent job. You do a fantastic job, and it's always good to hear from you, by the way, just so you can know that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for praying for Travis and Joy and all of us and all the people on the station there. I appreciate it. It's it's and, and I, I just it's yeah. my privilege. I just want you to know that it really is. I feel blessed to be able to be a part of your guys' lives. Okay. Well, we love you, and we're praying for you, too. All and right. uplifting your little boy and, um, you know, your your daughter, too. Yeah. 
appreciate okay. that. Appreciate that God deeply. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. She's so sweet. She's so wonderful. Cordelia's fantastic. Uh, okay, so now I, I wasn't going to do this. I don't want you guys to get mad about this, but I do think it's a little funny. See, now, and I know, I know people get really uptight about stuff like this. So you know what? Just relax. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Moses, he puts his hand in his cloak, right? All right. And he pulls it out, and then it's, there's leprosy. Okay. Then he puts his hand in his cloak. And then he pulls it out, and there's no leprosy. Okay, that's one of the signs, right? Okay. I just want to know at any point when he did it, at any time, did he go, ta-da? <laughs> just, 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 just wonder. One time, maybe he goes, look, look, ta-da. Okay. <laughs> See, these are the things I wonder about. This is probably why. No, doesn't matter. Uh, let's do our trivia. No, our trivia. Let's do our history, and then we'll do uh, more of our teaching. So let's do history. History. Let's go Now I have to I have to confess this I have to read some of these as we go along uh, because today is Presidential Joke Day so these are not my jokes this is not our normal joke stuff it is Presidential Joke uh, and then uh, so there are a couple of these that are not that funny but you're gonna have to hear them anyway what do you call George Washington's false teeth presidentures. Well, that's actually not that bad. <laughs> if George Washington was alive today, why wouldn't he throw a silver dollar across the Potomac? Because a dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> okay, what did George Washington say to his men before they crossed the Delaware? This one's excellent. Ready? What did George Washington say to his men before they crossed the Delaware? Get in the boat. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Uh, on this day in 1929, Babe Ruth became the first player, uh, baseball player to hit 500 home runs. Okay? That's number one. Number two, uh, 1981. I can't believe this happened in 81. IBM introduced the IBM PC, personal computer. Uh, 1999, a total solar eclipse is visible from Europe and Asia. Uh, those people, uh, those people as well as us, been seen in the dark for a long time. Nothing new there. Uh, and Alan, on this day, 1987, Alan Greenspan became the chairman of the United States Federal Reserve. He served 20 years, long time, long time. And the last thing is a is a joke by President Reagan. Now, if you guys remember any of this, oh, it was so funny. All right, 1984, bombing of Russia will begin in five minutes. United States President Ronald Reagan jokingly announced, my fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I have signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. He made the joke to a radio technician during a sound check while preparing to give his weekly Saturday address. After hearing the comment, the Soviet Far East Army was placed on alert and stayed on alert for 30 minutes. I'm sorry. If you don't think that's, I don't, I don't care. That's funny. All right. Uh, back to Paul, or back to Saul. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to destroy the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He just told you why, because he had the authority for ex extradition. He requested letters to be addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking their cooperation, the arrest of any followers on the way he found there. He went, he wanted to bring them uh, back, both men and women. 
in chains to Jerusalem. So I know what the people say. I know what society says. I know what the college professors say in some of the secular uh, universities. They're liars. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't have any problem. You know, Jesus called people snakes. You know, it's just like, okay. I mean, they're, okay, fine. They're snakes. Fine. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is men and women who believed in Jesus Christ were equally persecuted by the people because they were mad that these people were having a, a faith of having any kind of anything that was contrary to what they deemed to be right. So this is the problem. The problem is you look at our society today and anybody that has an opinion that's contrary, it doesn't matter. You don't want anybody's opinion to generate Violence. So let's just stop that. You know, there's this whole movement, even in the Christian realm, that's like, that's right, we're going to rise up. And we're going to, it's like, okay, that is, you You can, if you're going to rise up, you do it in the name of patriotism or in the name of, you know, politics or in the name of this. You don't rise up and kill in the name of Jesus. You know, I mean, the only killing that was allowed to go on was when Peter had a dream and he was told to eat food. It's like God said, rise, kill, and eat. It's like you got to stop that, okay? And if you really want to change the world, prayer is the way to do it because people don't change anything. They just add to the problem. But the idea behind this is, is that as we look at these things and as we see, you have to be a person who's in touch and in, and in connection with the Lord, recognizing all this stuff that's going on are pre-runners, precursors to what's coming. And you know it's going to get a lot worse. And the only way to get through this is to stay close to Jesus. And you don't have to live by the headlines. If you're a person that wakes up every day and the first thing you do is look at headlines, stop it. Wake up and spend 10 minutes with Jesus first. Don't tell me you got to read the headlines and spend time with the Lord. This stuff has been going on for a long time, thousands of years. And you hear what's going on? They want to bring people in chains who believe in Jesus. That's what the desire is. Because the system that the world had, the system that the Jewish people had at the time, is being challenged. Well, we're challenging systems all over the place. People don't like it. Governments don't like it. Government likes to be big G. Government's little G. But you don't, it's not the, the rebellion of Christianity is, I will just say this because it's, it's worth noting that Napoleon Bonaparte had a better take on it than almost anybody. Jesus is the most amazing commander ever. He established an entire army that took over the world without a single human weapon. There you go. Now you get it. Because the gospel is more powerful than men and their toys. Did you get that? So that's why we stand firm in that. And so you see this going on in the book of Acts. It's like, don't be surprised. It's happened right here. And what happens when all this is going on? What takes place when the people of God are, are they're going after the people of God? It's getting really bad. Who steps into the picture? Jesus makes an appearance on behalf of his kids. Say amen. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Sleep. 
the David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And God demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there. The hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes. So that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort, rest in that place, rest in that goodness, that all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. Here we go. Now, it's not a trick question. And the first answer that comes to your mind is probably 98% going to be right. That's, That's your hint. How many bowls of water did Gideon squeeze out of his fleece when he had fleeced the Lord? L, letting us know right away, Peter. (laughs) That's just pretty funny. (laughs) How many bowls? How many bowls? Okay, now, I will tell you this. It is somewhere between zero and ten. 
That's all I can tell you. That's all I can give you. Sorry, there's just so much you can do. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, send an email, David, at he must org. I didn't say that the very last trivia question would be easy, uh, but it is a straightforward question. Uh, let's see. How many bowls? All right, I will tell you this. Judges chapter 6, verse 38, if you can get a chance to look it up. Judges 6, 38. Every person's gotten it wrong so far. <laughs> I love you guys. All right. Uh, I want to go back to this text because it is so amazing. Uh, and then we'll come back. Uh, do me a favor and remind me, uh, Gabriel, to answer the trivia question because I might forget by the way things are going. All right. So I want to go back to this whole thing with uh, Saul as he has this encounter with Jesus. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath. He was eager to destroy the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way if he found them there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back in Jerusalem to Jerusalem in chains. As he was nearing Damascus, so remember, it's a 150-mile journey from where he started, and so he's traveling along, and it's probably day, you know, as he's getting closer to Damascus, it's got to be day five, day six kind of thing. As he was nearing Damascus on this mission, a brilliant light from heaven suddenly beamed down on him. So I am a sci-fi fan. It's just, you know, I'm not, I never, I've never made that. I mean, how I got saved was the Lord related good and evil through a particular comic book. And that helped me understand the simplicity of the gospel uh, in a complex world. Now, since then, comic books have gone you know, off the deep end, but that's not the point. The point is the Lord used that in my life, okay? So, in lieu of that, um, I want you to understand that when I read something like this, I, f I just love it. Because this, instead of being sci-fi, is just sci. In other words, it's just what happened. So what we're going to do is somebody's calling in for the answer, and we're going to give them a chance to answer it, and then I'm going to come back and explain to you why this is the truest Star Trek you will ever see. But in the meantime, let's send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Gary. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing okay. All right. Well, you know we're gonna everybody in the audience is gonna keep praying for you because you know brother we love you. And so we're just gonna keep on praying for you. Keep the Lord ask you to keep sustaining because I love to hear from you and I love it when you call in. So, but well, thank this, you. You are welcome. This is a great. I think this is a great question, and you would be amazed because you know we get quite a few texts. The first multitude of texts, every person was wrong. <laughs> Which is like, that tells me, yikes, maybe we should teach this more. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm going to ask you the question, give you a chance to just uh, fire away, and I know that you're going to get it. Here we go. Uh, and if not, you know, we'll get you there. But here we go. Uh, the question is, how many bowls of water did Gideon squeeze out of the fleece? A bowl of water, one bowl of water. You are correct, sir! <laughs> 
excellent job. You're, it's just excellent. So the passage says it was so he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together and wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. That is exactly correct. You got that. Excellent job. How's your uh, exercise routine coming? Uh, it is. It was on delay like two days ago because it took me over an hour and 20 minutes to get home the last two days. <laughs> so today I'm making a commitment to get out here at 301 <laughs> oh. so I can get there. But it's been it's been really good. The last two weeks has been the best it's been in 10 months. So well, I always give a praise to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And keep praying for me because I need to keep going and keep working it. So that's really important. I'll keep praying for you and all of your listeners and so forth. Thank you, brother. We appreciate okay. you. Yeah. All right. God bless you. All right. Great job by our brother. Excellent, 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 excellent. I love shows like today. I don't know what it is. They're just fun. Gabriel doing a fantastic job, just so that you know, just all the way around. Great job. All right. Let's go back to this. Yes, that was tricky, huh, Eric? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, and, and, you know, technically the person who got it right first I think was was uh, Al. But uh, I want to double check that. That'd be two. Uh, two that he hit for Pow Pow today. Uh, go back to this. As he was nearing Damascus on this mission, a brilliant light from heaven suddenly beamed down on him. So in the in the television, movies, whatever, you show a flying saucer and it's got all these different lights, you know, that kind of thing. And you have noise and uh, then you have the background noise because no movie happens without a whole sound effects thing going on. it. And uh, that's cool. OK. But way before any of that was ever a thought in anybody's mind is this real beam of light coming down from heaven landing on Paul, suddenly beamed down on him. It wasn't just kind of like a sun ray, which most people have experienced. You, The sun comes out from the clouds and it hits you and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like full on beam. That's why it's described as a beam or a beam down. It didn't rain, ray or rain down. It was so powerful, just so we can know, and we'll get into this next week. It knocked him off his animal. Now, I'm just telling you this so you can understand. You know, we had talked last week a little bit. You know, Joy had brought this up about her husband about aliens. You want to talk about an alien encounter? Now, look, alien in the capacity that not human would certainly come into play here. The beam is so powerful that a person who's been riding for five days knows how to ride. Hello, like I've been driving for 45 years. I know how to drive. Thank you. Right? Knocked on his keister. That's how powerful this experience was. And what, we, what we're not going to get into today, just for the sake of time, is this becomes a conversation between Saul and Jesus, which I find amazing because, you know, everybody stops there and, oh, you've got the beam. Jesus and Saul had a back and forth. And it's like, that's so cool because it's like, you know, he's talking to Jesus. He's having this conversation with the glorified Jesus. I mean, it's like, wow, that's some serious stuff right there, right? But the Lord does what is necessary to reach him and to get his attention. 
And people will argue, well, he had free will or he had this. He doesn't have free will. He gets knocked off the donkey. You're going to find out he's blind. He's on the ground of the Lord's species. He's, this is, he's doing this. That's, that's that. That's the end of it. But I want you to understand that it's a brilliant light from heaven suddenly beams down. And if you catch it right, that's how the gospel hits so many people. You just, you share, and then all of a sudden, you see the light. Like, oh, 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 wait, this thing is true. Oh, oh, oh. And then you're like, your whole system starts to go. And the reason that's important is because this is what happened to him. And it's demonstrated there in the scripture. And the last thing I want to say about this is I kind of wind this down because of our time. Look who shows up at the most profound moment of a person going after the church, but Jesus himself through the beam. Unify says, you know, who are you? I am Jesus. It's like Jesus steps in when his people are being pursued. He's got you covered. He loves you. And oh, by the way, touching his kids to Jesus is touching him. Isn't that just so? Isn't that amazing? Oh, my. All right. We'll take our break. Or we're done for the show, and then we'll pick it up next week on this. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Who knows when a broken heart will mend? Broken hearts don't die, they just grow old. Just when I think.